Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Welcome back, Luca Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. We don't have the amazing guest introduction from Cage's son today, so hopefully I'll have to do. Yes. I'm a little anxious and stressed because it's moving day here. Uh, and, you know, Cage is wiping his eyes away because he's stressed for me. Uh, <laughs> but I think, uh, God blessing, everything's going to go well. Um, amazing games yesterday. Amazing games yesterday. I'm still blown away by that entire play. Uh, OG, amazing shot. But what was Jalen Brown doing there? Why was he so far off his man? How did Larry throw such a perfect pass? That's a was damn good a, question. When you said amazing games yesterday, I thought you were going to make fun of me that the Yankees blew a 4 nothing lead and then a 7-4 lead to the Mets and Pete Alonso beat him with a home run in overtime and walk off. I thought, uh, not overtime, extra, extra innings, right? Um, that was I our throwaway, the Pete Alonso card, PSA 10. So whoever has that, that's got to have gone up a little bit, right? He's quietly improving. It came down a little bit, actually, and it's going back up. I mean, he wasn't hitting home runs that like that a huge clip. He's hit, he's hit a couple recently, so... It's, Is it possible uh, the Yankees might miss the playoffs? Very possible. Uh, entirely possible. With the records they are right now, they're either either right on the cusp or might not even make it because Toronto's playing really well and then dip right on the heels. They might even, Toronto might even have the same record as them right now. They were one game behind. Toronto won yesterday. I didn't look at the scoreboard, but if Toronto won. I think they may have the same record. Wow. The thing is, that'll get resolved because they, they you know, they, the next like month, they don't have a day off and they play Toronto and a bunch of other teams a, a bunch of times. So that stuff will get resolved head to head. You seem confident. You must be a Yankees fan, right? Well, I mean, they're they're um, all injured. <laughs> they don't have Glaber. They don't have Aaron Judge. They don't have Stanton. Seems to always be that, <laughs> though, with them. But yeah, I mean, they're they're still playing "quote unquote" playoff baseball um, or playing baseball at a clip that should get them into the playoffs, even without like the middle of their order. I hope they match up with the Astros. And I don't know if the Astros are making the playoffs. And, Chat, but, uh, and Chapman throws it at Altuve's head, then Bregman's head, then Springer's head. Just just keep chucking at people's heads. Bregman's hurt, I think. Um, I don't mean that, by the way. I don't so, like yeah. That. So, well, go back to basketball. That was a crazy ending. That was a crazy ending, right? Uh, you know, that, how does he get that open? How does how does that pass get over the seven-foot five, whatever he is, Taco Fall, how does Jalen Brown let him catch that? I mean, with. 0.5 seconds. It makes me think of like, you know, Trent Tucker rule, right? Like, you know, if it was 0.3, you wouldn't even be able to catch it and shoot it, but it happens to be 0.5, and, you know, it's amazing what happens. Uh, it was insane. What are you doing? I'm a, uh, you know how I'm a little bit anxious? My eyes have gotten a little puffy, you see? Yeah. That's stress. You wear stress. There's a lesson. No, that's you Mexican. That's, that's, that's what I told you not to get your Botox in Mexico, man. That's, that's, <laughs> Dude, I'm all natural. I'm all natural. I don't do anything. But I think – let's talk about that. So that's a season-saving shot. Good for you, OG. That's Worf's guy too, right? He played against them in high school. Uh, he's from Jefferson City, Missouri. That's a huge season-saving shot. Uh, that is big time. That's big time because 3-0, I mean, there's no way you could come back from that. To, to flip that, I think I think in real trouble. I think today it's going to be – I think it has a real potential to be a blowout by the Heat. I think what people don't realize about the Heat is how deep they are. 
They're playing 10, 11 guys. And when, when you're facing against a team that's super vulnerable and weak, if you just apply 48 minutes of constant pressure, which is what I'm expecting today from the Heat, you, you guys know they're a gritty team. I, I, I could see this getting really, really messy. That's just my own take. I also see Giannis showing up and being like super pissed and uh, putting on a, like a 45-point, 15-rebound, 10-assist game. But if he doesn't, I, I think it's 3-0, and I, I'd be really, 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 really worried for Giannis cards. Giannis is losing money. Look at how much money Giannis is losing. He's losing a ton of money, right? I think he's – my theory, I texted you this yesterday, Cage, he let – He's a classy guy. He let Milwaukee know a few months ago that he's leaving. They're going to keep – they kept it under the wraps. But I think that's what's playing out in uh, the team. Like, you, this whole bubble, I, I mentioned it I, countless times, that Milwaukee is not the same team in the bubble. They've, well, I they, just mean when he's losing money. I mean, remember he, 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 he showed on – was it on Instagram? All the pictures of all the cards he has. I'm thinking they hit his collection of his own cards took I mean, he should look at it. He, he's got to come out and drop a 40-point game tonight so his card values go up. I mean, he's losing money here. Those were redemption cards. Yeah, whatever they are. I mean, those are, those are those big aren't money cards. cards. Those were – Panini sent him those cards during the during the quarantine so he could sign some autographs and they could – Get out of here. They're not his cards. Why would he collect his own autos? Why not? Why would he collect his own autos? That's like me collecting my lease agreements. So I'm pretty sure – I don't want to misquote, but I think it's David Wells, baseball pitcher, right, who signs autographs. And I think he played for, he played for the, the Blue Jays and the Yankees. And he will only sign for fans on one team and not the other, right? So, so I think he'll sign on Yankee stuff, but he won't sign on – I hope I'm not messing this story up, but he won't sign on, like, Toronto stuff because he'll only sign those for, like, his kids – so they become much more rare. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that's a legit thing. So don't tell me you can't collect your own autographs, you know? Like, you know, you know, people are smart. My play for today. So this morning I was scouring the earth for a good play, and I have a few that I think are right on the cusp, but they're not enough to make a play out of it. And I'm, I've told this to Cage. He, we go back and forth. I say, Cage, I don't want Luca Nation gambling. I don't want them speculating. I want to get them, give them sure things. And you guys know I'm a trend follower. And I don't think that this – the plays that I had this morning quite met the criteria of a play. So Cage and I were talking offline, and he said, you know, there's an interesting play that I think you should look at. And it's a, such, a cool, uh, such a cool card, and it's such a low barrier to entry that I have to bring this to you guys. So – during the last dance, they talked about this a little bit, but not a ton. In 1990, I believe, or 1989, uh, Michael Jordan went to a game, and his jersey was st stolen. So he had to wear the number 12 jersey. You guys might have heard about it, but they have only talked about it for just a few seconds on the last dance. So what happened, and Cage gave me the, the, the detail offline, and he'll jump in here in a second, is that same day, the NBA hoops photographer was at the game. And he took a picture of Sam Vincent. And in that picture, you, he captured Michael Jordan wearing the number 12 jersey. And that's my play of today. It's a really cool card. It's such a low barrier to entry. And it's the 1990-1991 hoops Sam Vincent number tw 223 card with Michael Jordan wearing the number 12. 
And you could buy these either raw or a PSA 10. Uh, I would recommend the raw just because it's fun and it, you could get a lot here of 11 for $91 or best offer. But what's cool is when you do go ahead and get this slab, what it says is says 1990 hoops, San Vincent, and then like the little bottom line on the PSA slab says shows Michael Jordan. Hmm. Such a cool alternative play to Michael Jordan. And how we were talking a little bit about art, you know how we, there's a shift from base uh, and riskier assets to a flight to quality and art, memorabilia, things like that. I think this is a card that can become a memorabilia type card, a card that people are going to want to have, a card that they want to hold and remember a time. Uh, and I think it's such a cool play. And Cage, unless I miss something uh, about that story, about the whole background, it kind of reminds me of the Mark Jackson card with the two uh, brothers in the background who went to attend the game. Menendez, Menendez. Same type yeah. of card, by the way. It's not, yeah. not, you know, not buying it for uh, you know, a player on the card. Yeah, one is super grim, so I don't want to promote that kind of behavior with the Menendez brothers. But I, I do like the number 12 Jordan card uh, as just like an iconic, cool little twist on playing Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'll tell you why I like it. I like it because, um, you know, part of what we do with collecting, right, is, you know, people are over your house, you name it, and you say, oh, look at this card I got. Right. You know, you, you know, use the word flex. Right. It's like oh, I'll show a picture or, you know, look at this cool thing. Um, you know, a lot of people don't even know the story behind it, right? About how, you know, this is the, there's one game that he won number 12. So people know about the 45 when he came back out of retirement. Obviously, everybody knows 23. It's iconic. It's, you know, it's, that's Jordan's number. But um, I didn't know about the 12. I didn't know about the jersey issue, the whole deal. And then to have it happen where the hoops photographer doing the card for Sam Vincent happened to be in the stadium, you know, making cards or taking pictures for cards that night. And happened to snap a photo of Jordan kind of right there in the, in the foreground of the picture. And you can see the 12 kind of visible. That's a cool thing, man. It's definitely a cool, like, I would take that out, um, you know, and say, hey, look at these Jordan cards I have. Even though it's not a humongously high-value card, um, it's, it's a cool, like, conversation piece. And yeah. it has – so unlike a lot of other Jordan cards that were hitting highs around the last dance and have kind of, kind of tailed off a little bit, this one's kind of continuing to move up slowly but surely, you know? So, um, you know, I saw some, some sales in April of PSA 10s, about 80 bucks. And, you know, this looks like it's selling for 115, 120-ish now. So, I mean, it's one of those cards that obviously people are looking for. It's not a, not a ton of people know about it, um, but it's a cool play. And, you know, I, I'm looking now, I see, re you know, recently, last week, it looks like a lot of 10 raw sold for like 40 bucks. So, I mean, the entry on this, if you want to buy a raw one, you're talking about a couple dollars for a card, and it's just a cool conversation piece. I like you know, it. to that is you could just buy one PSA 10, yeah. right? Just, it's, you could add it to your collection. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty low entry point, right around 100 bucks. You never know, and it's, it's, it's cool. I think it's just a cool collector item that really has a lot of upside with pretty minimal downside. Oh, yeah. I agree. I like it. I like it. It's an interesting pick. And also gets us to talk about a cool little story of, uh, you know, basketball lore from, uh, from 30 years ago that a lot of people don't even know. So I that's like really, it. That's really the point of art really, isn't it? Yep. To create a story and to create conversation behind it. Yep. hundred percent. All right. So here's my play guys. 
I like the uh, I like the Sam Vincent hoops play, but mine's an interesting one because a lot of people listening to this don't know Pokemon, right? But I was doing some research and I wanted to bring you guys kind of like what I would consider an entry level Pokemon play, right? And I didn't want to go too deep into craziness. I didn't want to go too far into characters, but basically, you know, in my opinion, for entry level uh, Pokemon, there are two players we'll call them two characters that people will know: uh, Charizard and Pikachu. Those are the two. Um, and when people start talking about like Pokemon cards as an investment and Pokemon cards as like, you know, like, like blue chips, we've mentioned this, you know, we've had Jeremy Pedauer on, it's the, the 1999 Wizards of the Coast. It's called the Pokemon game is what it's called. It's a 102 card set. The cards are numbered to 102 right on the bottom of them. Um, and you know, there's first editions, there's shadowless, and then there's a, a third version, which is called unlimited or just the base card. Um, obviously the print run on that is high. Um, but I wanted to bring you a play from that set. That's not a crazy bank breaker and it'll allow you to get into, um, to Pokemon, uh, entry level play. And more importantly, a card I think has some significant upside. Um, and so I'll tell you what the play is and I'll tell you why, right? So it's card number 52 out of one, uh, 58 out of 102. It is Pikachu. That's P-I-K-A-C-H-U. For those of you who still want me spelling my, my picks, um, Pikachu, 58 out of 102, 1999, the Pokemon game, the unlimited version. Um, so it's not, the listing will not say shadow list. The listing will not say first edition. Those will be more expensive. It is just Pikachu. 1999 Pokemon game, 58 out of 102, card number 58. It'll be listed in the listings that way. And, um, you know, you can see it. It's a, it's a picture of a fat Pikachu, <laughs> a little pudgy little Pikachu in there. So why do I like it, right? So um, for those of you guys who are not Pokemon collectors and you're more modern basketball guys or, or you name it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to break it down using, um, let's say Pikachu is Zion. I'm not saying that because he's out of shape. Uh, you know, a little round. Uh, but let's just say Pikachu and Zion, right? So you wanted to buy Zion Prism cards. What I would say to you is that the first edition is like a numbered hollow, right? It's like a red or a blue or some other numbered, uh, not, not numbered, numbered version of, uh, of Zion's card, right? So it's, it's something that's going to sell for a lot of money in PSA 10. It's something that's not easy to find. It's something that collectors are going to grab and hoard, right? The Shadowless version which is like a step down is, is going to have really low pop but the, the 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 demand for it is not as high as the first edition even though the pop is a little lower i equate that to for those of you guys who are retail people kind of like the green or the red white and blue um you know the pop on that's going to be lower than let's say a silver almost all the time or a purple wave is a really good one right so you know some of those have pops that, that are that are that are minuscule but people are not or hyper even, you know what I mean? People are not, they don't chase those. Those hypers kind of come up a little bit recently. Um, so there are those, those, those other type of inserts that don't have the demand, even though the supply is significantly lower, that's shadowless. And then you're going to have the base set, the unlimited set, which I equate to base cards. And what we have seen recently is the run-up of those base cards, right? It's not something that the, the hobby has seen in a very long time, right? where the base card has become the commodity because there's enough of it out there, there's enough supply. So I believe the play that I'm giving you is a way to buy that Zion base card, but it's a Pikachu base card. You know, it is first, uh, you know, English version, 1999, this is the coast card, and you can buy them literally right now for a dollar. 
They're 99 cents, a dollar 29, you name it. You can get on eBay and buy them for a buck, right? Now, here are some tips. Don't buy this card raw expecting to send it in and get a PSA 10 on it, all right? When these cards came out, they were part of a game that people played the same way that you would play any other card game, poker, you name it, play war. The cards were, yeah, exactly. The cards were, were put in decks. Decks were built to play Pokemon a battle or, you know, a, a game against another player. And these cards were then, you know, drawn and, and you know, put down, you name it. They're played. Cards are played. Um, so the vast majority of these on eBay are going to be played cards. And some of them have heavy play, some of them have a light play. You'll even see abbreviations for that in the listing. LP, HP, um, heavy play, light play, you name it, uh, lightly played. Um, to me, I don't think it matters right now. What I think what I'm looking for is an entry-level Pikachu. I think what's going to happen is those first edition cards are going to get scooped up, and the price of those is going to continue to go up big-time collectors. Same thing with the Shadowless. They're going to follow them. The PSA 10s, the 9s, 8s, you name it. They're all going to disappear. They're all going to be in collections. They're all going to be pricing like crazy, and people are going to be looking for that nostalgia play that I want to have a uh, a Zion base. I want to have a Pikachu base. I want to have a Pikachu card from that collection. I remember having it when I played it in the deck. I want to have it. And do I think this card is going to be a thousand dollar card? Absolutely not. All right. Maybe it will be in a PSA 10 form. Um, the PSA 10 has started to climb significantly, has have the PSA nines. And I think it will trickle down into lower grades, but can I see this card that you're able to buy for a dollar right now being a $10 card next year? A hundred percent. 100%. $5 card by early next year, 100%. Just because there's not a ton of them out there on eBay at a buck. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have these things. A lot of people throw them out. I know the print run was crazy, but a lot of people, you know, these were not something that people were, were going after. But there's been a, a run on Pikachu, let's call it, right? And the higher end ones are going for that much more money that I think you're going to wind up, you know, seeing people say, all right, I, w I want to get a Pikachu card from my collection, and these will no longer be a dollar card anywhere. So while you still can grab them, it's my play. It's a real low-risk uh, way to get into Pokemon. Uh, you know, you start getting some for your collection. Uh, if you happen to find, you know, a lot of 10, and one of them looks like it could grade a 9, send it in by all means. Put it in a bulk sub. You don't have to rush. Pikachu is not coming in the off-season or whatever. He doesn't have an off-season. He doesn't have a next season to go chase a championship, right? Um, you know, he's an iconic, uh, uh, iconic character. So put it in a bulk and I'm going to tell you nines on this, just, this is, you know, a little bit of the research here. Nines a couple weeks ago, a PSA nine could be had for 30 bucks on eBay. Now I'm seeing them selling for over a hundred. So people are starting to notice these cards. People are seeing the prices go up on them. And when that happens, the next thing is PSA eights will be gone then there'll be no PSAs left on there. It'll just be the high-priced ones. And then the raws will start coming up in value because people will be chasing the raw to maybe try to grade them. Um, so that's my play now. I don't know how much longer this card will be a buck on eBay, but I don't think it's going to be that long. So what do you think? I love that play. Guys, Luca Nation, if you want a collector's item, buy the, the Vincent 1990 hoops. But if you really want a moneymaker, Cage brought, it, brought the heat for you today. Um, Remember, this is a 20-year card, right? So yeah. PSA 8 is good condition. Like, it's not like a PSA 8 of a Zion right now who no one would want that because it came out last year. It's yeah. a 20-year card, and PSA 8 is, I mean, someone posted a quote, actually, that Gary said from his Zoom. It said, PSA 10s are going to be really expensive to get into. 9s are going to be the entry point, And 8s are going to be where average investors start coming in and making plays. So 
But remember, right. and Gary said that on the Zoom, but we said it a couple of days before when we were telling people to look at the 86 Fleer going to PSAA. So I don't know if Gary was listening. He probably was, you know, and uh, it took my idea. It wouldn't be the first time. So, but guys, here's the deal, right? So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even telling you to go PSA on these. I'm telling you, if you find the ability to buy 20 or 25 of these for 20, 25, 30 bucks and just stash them away in whatever condition you can, I have a feeling that you're going to pay 20 or $25 for it now. And in a couple of months, you'll be able to sell those 20 or 25 for a hundred, $150. That's all. It's that kind of a play. Obviously, if you can get more, get more, but you know. Giveaway alert, giveaway alert, giveaway alert. So today's nice. post when I release an episode you guys put hashtag stash and cash i'm gonna pick a few of you to give the pikachus away really cage is going to be the one giving the pikachus away but i'm going to be picking uh the people stashing cash on today's post let us know you got it i got quite a few to give away no problem love you guys love you luca nation thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the lucas tigers and bronze oh my podcast um do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.